friends, welcome back to Live at the Roxy on this Friday. Fainting, gonna get down a painting. What was that? Who the fuck knows? I just baked myself in the sun. <laughs> and I'm splotchy as hell. Um, I've been trying to do, you guys know I did this last year. <laughs> it's cute, y'all. It's cute. What should we name her? Penelope. Oh, little pee pee. I am trying to do the same thing I did last year where I spend 15 to 20 minutes in the sun a day. It was 75 degrees and sunny and you guys know I have this rooftop. So I just went and sat up there as I was prepping for the show because I always try to actually before I do this show, shout out to this channel that I'm about to give credit to once I find it. They do the fucking great heavy spoilers. If y'all don't watch heavy spoilers, heavy spoilers is the greatest job. But I watch heavy spoilers after all the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episodes and all of the Mandalorian and all the things like that because they just do such a great job of talking about what's happening in the comic books and what we're watching. So as I was watching that, it was like a 22 minute video. I was like, oh, I'll just sit up here for 22 minutes. There's a UV8 and my soul and brain feel hot. Which makes sense because it is National Horny Day. Congratulations, everybody. In case you didn't know, this is a new day to mark on your calendars. April 16th is apparently National Horny Day. As if quarantine doesn't have all of us single people horny enough, just remember today, feel a little extra horny because it is National Horny Day. I challenge each and every one of you to text somebody. Happy National Horny Day. Let's see how that goes. Could be a love interest. Could be a friend. Could be anything. Just I challenge you all to text somebody. Happy National Horny Day. Let me know how that goes for each and every one of you guys. We will, of course, be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier, season one, possibly the only season, episode five, penultimate episode of this series. We'll be talking about that at the end of the show. So don't you guys worry if you didn't watch it. No problem. No spoilers now. We're not talking about it now. If you spoil Falcon and the Winter Soldier in the chat right now, you will be banned from this channel forever, 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 forever. Those are the rules. I don't make them. I just make them. We know how it works. So don't spoil it. We will do a full spoiler-filled review at the end of this episode. But before we do that, we have some other things that we need to talk about. You know, because in the least sensitive way, I can say this, another day, another mass shooting. Holy shit, is this getting fucking exhausting, disgusting. I mean, we we passed the line so many miles and years ago that I don't even, I can't, we can't even see the line anymore. We can't even see the fucking line. So we'll talk about what happened at FedEx because it's almost like people don't even, it's almost like these, the, nobody even remembers what's happening anymore. So that, uh, Chrissy Teigen joined Twitter again. I know that doesn't seem like a big deal, but it's actually a pretty big deal. And I'm very excited about it. And I will explain why when we speak about that. Plus, any questions, comments, concerns from you guys, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Support has been light as fuck recently. Hope you guys are doing well. I certainly need to be constantly looking for a new job because this YouTube shit is how they say not sustainable. 
Thank you guys all for being here, though. All of you guys who are joining us live and the people watching after the fact, just make sure you do me the favor of liking this video, subscribing to the channel, telling your friends, leaving a comment afterwards. And of course, if you are able to support in the stream or the super chat, that means the world to me. Look at what a rebel I am as we're talking about Marvel stuff. Me and my Wonder Woman mug. That's fucking right, babes. Shout out to everybody who is in here live right now. You guys are the greatest and shout out to everybody who's given support so far we're gonna start in the streamlabs streamlabs.com slash roxy stryer like i said it is april 16th which officially means that our first streamlabs of the day came through from none other than john get bent that's right john get bent says contribution to the salad fund <laughs> yo those salads are fucking expensive and a quick question I've got an idea for a show topic that I think you would have great insight on, but I'm not sure if you would want to cover it. Where would be the best place to run that by you? John Get Bent on Patreon. I check all of my messages there and respond to them there. Um, and then if it's a World Girls thing, you can email theworldgirls at gmail.com. Actually, we just got an official contact email as well, but you can email there. If it's a world girls thing, otherwise on Patreon is the best way to reach me. Curious to see what it is you have to say. Glenn Caesar says, Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankison, Jonathan Magley, Rest the Cops Who Killed Breonna Taylor, all three of them for killing Breonna Taylor. I hope today is the day. Justice for all the people who lost their lives due to excessive force. Wouldn't be great if today was the day. Kind of feels like it's not the day, but going to keep on saying it. Glenn also says hello and good afternoon. Roxy, rocks, RJ, Skittles, Chunk, GPS, Misdirection, Silver, the Oaf, Zilla, Queen Badges, Dimples. Great job on OSA. That's only stupid answers in case you guys are wondering. It's every Friday morning at 10 a.m. How are you? Well wishes for a great day and evening. Love you, Grammy and Papo. Peace, bunnies, hugs, and good stuff to you and yours. Grammy canceled on me for dinner again last night driving up a the wall. Glenn also says congrats on all that's in the works and now unfolding in the new chapter and new adventures of Roxy. Roxy is successful eh, and winning eh, every day because Roxy gets to decide for herself. Eh, Roxy's fucking fire. Roxy number one. Yeah, yeah. Happy Roxy days. Good vibes to Rox on garnering all of your much-deserved successes. Good luck with all the hosting, filming, auditions, and our booking other projects coming up. What's for Roxy is Roxy's. Making me talk in third person a lot. Glad you're earning it all because you fucking rock, RJ. Way to go and be. Good thoughts to you, RJ, and all the rock stars and world friends who show up to give their support. Whenever, however. They can. Don't forget when it gets tough, even by yourselves, you're not alone. Everyone who's battling, keep on fighting. You're a winner. Let's go, Smets. And everyone fighting for today, tomorrow, and more. Hashtag smash cancer all day or a day. Be most excellent. RJ Rockstar, show up for people who need it and want it. Makes you dope as fuck. Or AF, as he says. Humane and worthy. Cheers to fuck yeah news and laughter for us all. Thank you, Roxy and Rockstars, for being truly welcoming and supportive to newcomers and OGs as a found family for those who are looking. As always, I hope that we can all find and feel our own joy in each of our days, our weeks, our months, and even our years. Thanks, Glenn. So much love to you, my dear. Apollo. Apollo in the house. What's up, Apollo? How you doing? Apollo 3JP in the Streamlabs says, challenge accepted. Ah, I miss how I met your mother. 
I need Steph's number though. Come through for your boy. There's about I I swear this to you. There is zero circumstance, zero world in which I would give you her number. Zero, zero world. You can't give out your friends' numbers to anybody, let alone to strangers on the internet. I mean, just it's a hard no. It's a hard no. Thank you for your support, friends, family, found family, etc. We'll say the, the thing might freeze for a second today. It's frozen every single day. However, it did freeze already on Only Stupid Answers, and it seems to be a one-a-day thing so far, so fingers crossed, because that's when I had Skype open. Skype really fucks everything up. Whatever I downloaded, buggy as shit. Also, the Streamlabs with that huge support, Star Gonzalez. Yes, Star. Star says, just sending some love and support to a Wonder Woman. You talk about yourself, Star, because you are a real-life Wonder Woman. Everybody's obsessed with Star. Send bunnies for Star. We just feel like it. Bunnies for Star. Bunnies for Star. All right, let's talk about Chrissy Teigen, because I'm not in the mood to talk about FedEx yet. Joseph, I did uninstall Skype, and I reinstalled it. It fucked everything up. So Chrissy Teigen went off of Twitter as you guys know, she was having a really fucking hard time. And she had openly talked about her miscarriage. And then everybody was talking about how ridiculous, it was just not true, but how gross it was that she had posted from the hospital and that that's not a moment to be shared on social media. Although she was really doing it in like the most beautiful, compassionate way of like reaching out to people and also showing people that they're not alone. And then everything Chrissy Teigen seemed to do on social media, just every people came out of the woodworks, had issues with every move she made. And she was just like, enough, enough, I'm off, I'm done. Chrissy Teigen officially came back to Twitter. And this is what she said, which really resonates with me. And I'm sure a lot of you guys as well, as we know the negatives and the positives of social media and sometimes one ways out the other and other times another ways out the other. But for, for this, this made sense. She posted and she said, um, turns out it feels terrible to silence yourself and also no longer enjoy belly chuckles randomly throughout the day and also lose like 2000 friends at once. LOL. I choose to take the bad with the good. So that's the first time she's tweeted since March 24th. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and when she left in March, she had said, it's time for me to say goodbye. This no longer serves me with positivity. My life goal is to make people happy. The pain I feel when I don't is too much for me. My desire is to be liked and feared and fear of pissing people off has made me somebody you didn't sign up for. I encourage you to know and never forget that your words matter. I've made my mistakes throughout the years, hundreds and thousands of, and been held accountable for them. I've learned an incredible amount. God, I have said fucked up shit and killed myself over it as much as you killed me. But one thing I haven't learned is how to block out the negativity. So she was really distraught about it. And when she came back, saying what she said, it really stuck with me because when she says it feels terrible to silence yourself and no longer enjoy belly chuckles, I get her reasoning. Like, I want to leave this app. But then she was, the problem with that is then she, 
she's taking away something that she actually loved from herself and not giving herself a voice anymore. So that's why social media can be so frustrating because it's like, wow, I think there's days where a lot of us just want fucking off of it. The good parts of it make us feel so connected, especially during this time in which we can't even see anybody. And also it gives us a voice and a lot of us feel voiceless often. So I was glad to see her come back on. And then she has just been posting a few times today, posted pictures with her family. And I really like Chrissy Teigen, who, by the way, told us it's Teigen, but everybody still calls her Teigen. So that kind of is what it is. It's frustrating how Twitter is so toxic and has such different sides of it. I, I feel her. But welcome her back. And uh, bunnies and hearts for Chrissy Teigen as well. She's a real fucking human being, just like you and me. And Twitter can be incredibly toxic and it is a better place for having her in it. So we're just gonna feel grateful that she is back. If you have thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, Streamlabs them in just like Apollo just did. Apollo through JP in the Streamlabs. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Strider says, laugh my ass off, respect. You, hey, you could DM her, letting her know it's National Horny Day. By the way, who else accepted the challenge? I wanna hear who you guys were texting and what they said. Let me know who you texted that today is National Horny Day. Happy National Horny Day. And what they said in return. That is something we need to talk about. And I will save that for the end of this next topic because we are certainly going to need a little bit of joy in our lives and happiness after we talk about this bullshit. There was another mass shooting. This is... Eight people were killed and multiple were injured in a shooting at a FedEx facility near the Indianapolis International Airport. The police confirmed that at least eight people died following the shooting. Multiple others were injured. Police said that the suspect, the suspected shooter, identified by the AP and NBC News, was 19-year-old Brandon Scott Hole, who also took his own life. He died at the scene. Uh... Huh. So at a press conference, authorities said four people were shot outside and four people were shot inside before the gunman took his own life. So that would be, I mean, to me, that's nine, right? Four, four, and but maybe one of them made it. None of the victims have been identified. There was this very strange thing about, I guess FedEx has rules against being able to use your phone. And so I don't know where people's phones were, but people have not been able to get in touch with their families or were at least not able to get in touch with their families for several hours because the employees could not be on their phones or didn't have their phones nearby. Uh, I, I don't understand people who are okay with us doing nothing. We have to try any and everything, willing to try any and all options. So that means whatever side, left, right, whatever anybody wants to throw out as an option, let's fucking try it. If it's putting more restrictions on video games, do I think that's going to work? Absolutely not. But am I willing to try it? I'm willing to try fucking anything. Because people have to stop killing people, shooting up schools and stores and concerts and movie theaters. So 
to, to me, just the thing that makes the most sense is gun reform. Yeah. Does, should every person be required to have a background check to purchase a gun? Yeah. Should certain kinds of guns only be able to be purchased by certain kinds of people because why this person would need an assault rifle is beyond. I, yeah. I, I think that, I think that we could try any and everything. I'm willing and open to all options. The only thing we can't do is continue to do nothing because it's almost like we are daring people to try this because what we're saying is our country is not going to do jack shit. If you do this, our country's not going to do anything. So keep pushing us because we're not going to do anything. And it's frustrating and it's scary. And leaving our house every day is scary. And this is not what America is supposed to feel like for so many reasons. But with this, yikes. Fucking yikes. So to those families and the friends and the people who lost their lives because they were at fucking FedEx. Think about yourselves. I'm at FedEx all the fucking time. My dad's at FedEx. My sister's at FedEx. My brother's at FedEx. My grandparents go to FedEx. Everyone goes to fucking FedEx. It could have been anybody. My sister lived in Indianapolis for a really, she lived in Bloomington, but was in, in Indianapolis often for years. And it's fucking disgusting that we continue to do nothing. And sometimes when people are talking about mass shootings that have happened, I don't even remember some of them because there's so many. That's, a, that's one of the most disturbing parts is in a year from now, are we going to even remember the FedEx shooting? Eight people fucking died. There's so many local shootings and bars in Los Angeles that people walk into a couple people dead, 14 people dead just all the time and we're doing nothing to stop it. So I bring it up on the show, not because I am the maker of all changes and know every solution, but I'm just saying we all need to be willing to give a little bit here. Even if the, the solutions that are suggested are not the ones that we feel like might work, any solution, any step forward, we have to start making moves, whatever that looks like. And if it's restricting certain things or whatever it is, because yes, people have the right to bear arms, but they don't have the right to murder civilians. And that's what one is leading towards. So very, very frustrating that this continues to happen and we continue to do not, not one thing about it. Going into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Let's see what's happening in here. Adrian Bailey in the house. Adrian says, hi, Roxy. I spent today watching all five episodes of Falcon the Winter Soldier. The great show. The beginning of the episode five was epic. The acting and story were awesome. So this is non-spoiler, so I'm okay reading it. Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are great at double act. Thanks. Agreed. And I need that moment of levity, so thank you for providing it. Glenn Caesar says, Roxy, yeah, I know talking in third person can be a bit weird. It's a self-talk thing. Sorry about that. Yeah, you're saying eh to a few things I, I've had you say, although I disagree because I believe in you, but if you're uncomfortable, I'll stop. No, it's not that, Glenn. I'm happy to do it. I'm just not good at complimenting myself for saying those things, but I'm happy to say them. 
Jake Yacoveta in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Rexus says, I texted my coworkers and brothers about today. Coworkers ignore me. My brother sent a Jim Carrey gif. Also, I'll give anyone PLD's number to troll him if they buy me tacos. <laughs> Fair enough, Jake. You're awesome. Paul3JP in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, I'm not going to DM and get lost in the sea of simps. I have a different approach. What is your approach, Apollo? Also, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Chet Hanks' music video is kind of lit. I just pictured T. Hanks watching and being like, son, I'm Forrest Gump. Why the fuck are you doing this? I didn't see the music video, but I'm certainly going to watch it after this. Thank you, Apollo, for always keeping me uh, invested in Chet Hanks' news and whereabouts. In the super chat, Dark Jedi Knight says, violent video games, movies, and TV have proven repeatedly over for 20 years to have no influence over people and acts of mass violence. While I agree with you, Dark Jedi Knight, all I'm saying is that if people want to go tit for tat and say, well, we would do gun reform if you guys would listen about the video games, fine. You can cancel every single violent video game that's ever been if it means that, if it means that we can have gun reform. I will try anything. So it's not... Dark Jedi Knight, it's not that I think that that's the problem. It's that I don't care. I'll give up. We we should be willing to give up anything, anything to save these lives. So what the fuck do I need video games where people are shooting people? If, if other people think that that has say on it, even though we don't think it has an impact, sure, we'll try it as one of the 50 things we need to try. We just need to start making fucking moves. And we're not. And that's the point. Let me know what it is you guys are thinking in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. And in the super chat, as we are going to transition into talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So for anybody in here who is not caught up and is planning on watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now is a good time to biz ounce. That means bounce. That means leave. No spoilers for those people because in the next 10 seconds, we are going to break into Falcon and the Winter Soldier talk. So you guys head out. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. We will miss you guys. And we are now going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So send in any Streamlabs about this episode so I can get to all of your guys' thoughts, questions, comments, concerns on episode five of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The spoiler review in the chat and live starts right now. All right. So here is the deal. This episode was great. The show is great. This, the concept, everything I'm loving. I cannot believe how much I'm loving Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If you had said to me that there was going to be a WandaVision show and a Falcon and the Winter Soldier show, and you could only watch one, I would say WandaVision. If you had said to me, which one would you like more? I would say WandaVision. If you said, which one would you would make you cry more? WandaVision. If you had said, which one was going to be more emotionally tapping to your core? <coughs> WandaVision. I talked about emotionally tapping in my core. I started choking. Because Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the answer to every single one of those. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but holy shit, this show just really fucking moves me. There's a lot of great things that happened in this episode. And people are calling this the best episode yet. I don't know. It's between two, three, four, and five. <laughs> I really loved two. I loved last week also. Two, three, four, and five, ma'am. 
They were all really fucking good. One was still good, but just not as good as two, three, four, and five. So we've got all the different storylines going on. Let's start breaking this down by character and by story. Probably the smallest part of tonight's episode or of last night's episode, this morning's episode, was the Flag Smashers. The Flag Smashers have been the focus of attention for a lot of episodes prior to this. But for this one, they really weren't. Yes, we did get a couple of moments with Carly. And yes, they're still in the background. But at this point, during this episode, we had so many other ends that we had to tie up that we seemingly are saving the Flag Smashers for next week. I'm frustrated with what's going on with them because while at the beginning I totally was understanding where they were coming from, Carly has become less and less likable as the season has gone on. And as much as I think that she's a talented actress, they went from being people who are clearly not the villains to being people who I was like, mm -hmm, this is a bummer how you guys are handling yourselves. It just is, they're not handling them, themselves well. So I guess we'll see how that, what happens with that next week. We had everything that took place with Zemo last week. We, he goes, he escapes. And when we end up finding Zemo in this episode, there is this, the scene that was kind of bizarre definitely worked, but it was really strange where I don't know about you guys, but I was, the stakes felt very high in this moment where I was like, is Bucky about to shoot and kill Zemo? We know if he did, it would be deserved, but also Zemo was just our partner in crime. He was just incredibly helpful. He's got a lot of redeeming qualities and I'm, I'm curious, is Bucky able to do this? Zemo has said time and time again, Bucky is a killer. Bucky will always be a killer. Bucky will never be able to choose the other path. And what we see in this episode is Bucky choose to give Zemo to the Dormelage and not to kill him and to isolate Zemo, which I love conceptually. I think that really works. And I'm glad that that's the path Bucky chose, number one, because it means growth for Bucky. And number two, because I think that Zemo is an, a ridiculous asset and we want to see him in future series and movies. I Daniel Brühl is ridiculously good and he is loved by the fans. So it would have been really silly to kill him off. But the thing that didn't quite work for me, that I was kind of like, am I missing something? What is happening here? Bucky is not much of a prankster. You know, we're not we're not talking about Loki here. He's also, he's very straightforward. And so Bucky pretending to shoot Zemo, but then dropping the, the bullets, like, muhahaha, see, I could have, but I didn't. I was like, all right, maybe that was just a visual that this show wanted us to have, but I cannot see Bucky's character actually making that choice. I was joking with DJ this morning that like, what was the, the bullets falling? Is that the sign for the Dormelage to come out of hiding wherever the F they were to come take him? Like, what was that bullet moment? That was strange, but who cares? It doesn't really matter. But I was just kind of like, I could not picture Bucky preparing this and being like, so here's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to pretend to shoot him and then I'm going to, and then I'm going to drop the bullets. I understand proving a point. I understand him showing Zemo. I am no longer the winter soldier. I'm not. So I even get pulling the gun out and being like, here's the point. I could kill you right now. But the dropping of the bullets was like mad dramatic. And I'm like, Bucky, we, we get it. We get it. You're not a killer. You pulled out the gun. You, but then to actually fire and then have the bullets in his hand, I was like, that's mad dramatic, homie. 
I know, I know you've changed, and Zemo does too. But yeah, that's just how I feel. That's how I feel about that. I I like I like what we're doing with Zemo though now. I like that we're sending we're sending him off to the raft because it makes a lot of sense that the Dormelage are taking him and that he's gonna be there. They're not killing him. So we know that when we need Zemo, that we definitely can go get him. For all of you guys saying that I missed the point of the scene, I didn't. You're wrong. I get it. I get that we're proving that he's no longer the Winter Soldier. I 100% get it. I'm just saying the bullets dropping was like, you're doing the most, dog. Like, putting the bullets down. It was just very, very over-the-top dramatic. I like the fact that we know that that he's standing there and Bucky's like, I have changed. This is the one moment with the bullets where I was like, Bucky, Bucky, you're really doing it. I think that we saw, I think that we'll see Zemo again very soon. I don't know exactly where, when, how, but I think that we will be seeing him very soon, which I will be incredibly excited about because he has become not only a fan favorite, but one of my favorites. And I love any kind of mischievous character we just don't know what we're going to get from them. So that tied out Zemo's storyline really well and the Dormelage and the Wakandan storyline very well. And I don't think we'll be seeing them or hearing from them at all in episode six, the finale. Another thing that we got hints about was the power broker. This episode seemed to imply that Emily Van Camp is the power broker, that Sharon Carter is the power broker. However, there's still a lot of people who believe that she's actually working for the power broker because a lot of the actions wouldn't make sense. I am not sure. I think she might be the power broker or she might be working for the power broker. And that I'm not sure. There's also people talking about uh, Julie Louis-Dreyfus's character now possibly being the power broker. Although... I don't think that that really makes sense. So there's a lot of there's a lot of power broker questions to be answered in this finale as well, which I'm excited about. I love Sharon Carter. There's also a lot of rumors that Sharon Carter is actually a scroll. That would be interesting. I'm not sure. And we'll we'll have to we'll have to figure that out. Speaking of Julia Lee Dreyfus, how fun was that? I think that was really, really cool to see because I kept hearing there was going to be a cameo. There was going to be a cameo. And we were like, who is it? What is it? How is it? What's going on here? And then it ended up being a cameo of a character that matters for sure. But more so, it was about this fucking badass actress coming in. And that one scene that we get as she's talking, as she's talking to form the man formerly known as Captain America. <laughs> Y'all know I was calling him new cap. So now I'll call him old cap as she, as she was talking to old cap and she's sitting there and she's like the smartest move. The second smartest move you ever did was that the first smartest move you'll ever do is pick up my call. When I pick up the phone, when I call and I was like, that's a badass line, dude. She's a really good actress. And there's definitely a possibility she is a power broker. They would just have some explaining to do. A lot of people think that she's not going to be in next episode and that this is setting up a completely different storyline for a different either season, series, movie, etc. I think that we might see her again in the next episode. 
because it didn't quite tie off what we need. Yeah, John says I've been calling him a U.S. agent the whole time. I know most people have, but really he's new old cat. He He's that. So that's that was an exciting scene, though, and I was happy to see her. Those boots are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. One of these days, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is going to walk all over you. And it's really cool that there was a crossover episode between Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Veep. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew that we were going to get that? So those were some of the smaller storylines that we got. In terms of some of the bigger storylines that we got, and by the way, keep sending in Streamlabs. After I go through the episode, I will, of course, go to streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Don't you guys worry. I see people stressing out in here about I sent in the Streamlabs. We, I'm not done with the episode. I'm just going through my thoughts on it first because live at the Roxy, yeah. And then I'll get to all of your guys' thoughts, I swear, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer and in the Super Chat. Get them in. Now, one of my favorite parts of the episode was of course, what happened with Isaiah. Not favorite because I, you like to see it happen. It was favorite because it was gut-wrenching. It was devastating. I mean, this part of the episode was so upsetting for many reasons because number one, we did him so dirty and there's no denying that. And then there's no making up for it either. Kind of like when I was talking the other day about justice and the word justice and how justice cannot really be served. This man has lost his entire life. He lost the love of his life. He was in prison for 30 years. There's so many other things that we find out about his backstory that are heartbreaking. And you can't give that back to somebody. Even if, and I understand Sam's want to out the situation and bring it to light and saying times are different now. Even if we did that, it still wouldn't make him get his life back. And like he says, he'd be dead within 24 hours because they don't want his story out there. The other part about this that was really, really tough was Isaiah turning to Sam and saying they would never let a black man be Captain America. And even if they did, no self-respecting black man would ever take on the mantle. Now that puts Sam in a really tough position. Sam's already been in a tough position, but I think that that to the audience showed us how the weight of this for him. And although a lot of us, including myself, the first episode, were like, why the fuck did you give up the shield? Why did you do that? This is the life that Steve wanted for you. It's not about the life that Steve wanted for him. It's about the life that he wants for himself. This is his life. And there's a lot that goes into that. There's a lot of factors that other people, white people, certainly wouldn't know jack shit about. So I was watching this and I really felt for him because he's stuck between a rock and a hard place and he always wants to do the right thing. I've called him the moral compass of the show and the universe for a really long time, but he is the moral compass and what to do here. What is the right thing to do here? I'm not sure. And I know he's not sure either. So the Isaiah part was definitely one of the best parts of the episode without a doubt. It made me think, I think it made a lot of people at home think, and it was it was challenging. It was challenging to watch. It was challenging because this man is a hero and he's broken and it's sad and it's never going to be right. And we have to live with that. And not only do we have to live with that, but Sam has to live with that and how he's going to choose to live with that. We will see. It's definitely not an easy place for him to be. 
And I don't envy that position. And I don't, I, I know that then what we see is him choose the shield and we see him, his sister talks to him about it and we see him training with Bucky and they're throwing the shield back and forth and still in your soul, it feels weird. And I'm sure it feels weird for him too. It's not a completely natural fit because of all of the things that come with it. I was really grateful for Bucky's apology to Sam. Sam deserved that apology. And Bucky is not somebody who says sorry often. And I thought that, I think they make a great pair. And I love that this is the, this is the duo we got because this is the duo that we needed. And when Sam says that he appreciates Bucky, Bucky's apology just reminded me so much that we just so much, so much of the time just need to fucking sack up and say sorry. And does that make everything right? No, but when you know better and you learn and you educate yourself and you are sorry, just fucking say it because I'm sure Sam really needed that and earned it. And so I was, I was proud of Bucky in that moment. And I felt happy for Sam that he was, that he at least got that. So that was a really great scene. And watching them throw the shield back and forth was very, very cool as well. The, the other things that we got, I mean, there's so much to this episode, but of course I have to mention the post-credit scene or the mid-credit scene where we find out that new old cap, old new cap, whatever we want to call him, he is making a shield. This had some sociopathic vibes to it. I mean, talk about crazy stalker ex-boyfriend syndrome. He just seemed like woof. We had seen him earlier in the episode go visit his old partner's family and claim that he had killed the man that killed him and they felt really happy about it. Not not happy about what had happened to their son, but they seemed to be relieved that 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 who they believed killed their son was now gone, which isn't exactly what happened, but that scene was challenging too. And then we see him making this shield. Ugh. He is quickly losing us. Quickly losing us. He's a very, very interesting character. I'm glad this show has brought him in. But oh boy, do I not like this kid. Oh boy, is he a jackass of all trades. We'll see what he does with the shield. What he's capable of doing with the shield. And that certainly will be something that the next episode, I believe, revolves around as well. So all of that, I want to get to your guys' questions, comments, concerns, what you guys are talking about in the Streamlabs and in the Super Chat. So please let me know, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, and also in the Super Chat as well. Andrew Thomas says, hey, Sexy Roxy, episode five was a bit of a breather for most of the episode, minus the awesome fight between Walker and Sam and Bucky. Yeah, that fight at the beginning was so dope. I loved, loved the way that they showed that fight. It was very cool. The fight sequences in this are unbelievable. The choreography is just incredible. Let's take some of these stream labs because I promised y'all I'd get to them. And I really want to know how you guys felt about this episode. So send them in loud, send them in proud, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Let me know how you were feeling about this wild episode and series so far in general. Garth Harkness McMurray says, for decades, my older stepbrother is a plane mechanic for FedEx. Oh, sorry. This is going back um at their hub in memphis he's very right wing and even with his shooting tragedy he's still for no gun laws so frustrating when people think there is no reason to change laws to save lives 
Garth, I'm totally with you on that one. Uh, going back to the show, Jake Yacovetta says, I don't see any possible way for them to wrap all this up with only one episode left. There's so much that needs to be addressed. And if they leave them all as cliffhangers, and that's just fucked up. But I do think that, Jake, we are in a shared universe. So, you know, even things, they're not going to leave them all as cliffhangers. But the, if they leave a couple things as cliffhangers, it makes sense because it's a shared universe. And there's, at least they did wrap some things up this episode. They wrapped up the Zemo storyline. It's not like we still have old new Cap still as Cap. You know, we've got Sam officially with the shield. So they did wrap some things up, at least. Jeremy ATXC says, with that big support, yes, Jeremy. Hello, lovely Roxy. I have a question and a statement of fact. Question, have you gotten any rest? It's not that I don't want to see you because, statement of fact, you have the most beautiful eyes on the planet. <laughs> It's very, very sweet. Have I gotten any rest? And also, I just got the very brown, brown agar. Look how crazy I look. Whoo. Um, have I gotten any rest? Clearly, no. I mean, Jeremy, does this look like the face of somebody who's gotten any rest? <laughs> I've not been sleeping at all. I've been very, very stressed. I've got a lot of things going on in my personal life that or making, driving me up a fucking wall. So no, I have not. Thank you for complimenting my eyes. I will take it. And uh, maybe I'll put makeup on one of these days for one of these shows. We will see. Or, or maybe not. Or maybe not. Flugin Debs in the Streamlabs. Flugin Debs, thank you, says, I only logged onto the stream about 20 minutes in, but the argument from reactionaries about violent movies, etc., is always from a place of bad faith. They're aware that liberals are overly concerned with appearing reasonable and are willing to exploit it. I don't care, though. I don't care. I don't care because I'm willing to try anything. That's the point. The only thing I'm not willing to do anymore is do nothing. Uh, I don't disagree with you, but that's how I feel. Garth Harkness McMurray in the streamlabstreamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer says, spoilers talk. Seeing Countess Valentina Allegra de Fontaine was great. She was in the Nick Fury TV movie starring David Hasselhoff as Fury. The Countess also appears in the Black Widow movie, and we are supposed to see her first in that before this episode. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because I saw that on Wikipedia that she is in that movie, which I didn't know. But yes, that makes sense. Garth Harkness McMurray says, spoiler talk to Countess Valentina Allegra de Fontaine in the comics is S.H.I.E.L.D. Agent 14, like Sharon Carter is Agent 13. The Countess becomes Madame Hydra, this I know, and she was a Russian sleeper agent the whole time who trained in the Red Room like Black Widow. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Garth. Glenn Caesar says, love you, Roxy, either way. That being said to Roxy and rock stars who've shown me support over the past year plus or since July 2019 when Roxy started live streaming on her channel. Thank you lots. I hope that you all that all the craziness doesn't get you too down. To clarify from only stupid answers, Sharon was talking to uh to Bat Rock. Oh, it, um backdrop, maybe. The leaper, yeah, they. I only knew that because the captions, the person speaking French on the phone, that's what it said in the captions, which is how he was able to connect with the Flag Smashers 
so he can kill Sam. I think Bucky whistled to signal the Dormelage. They're stealthy. They are. Yeah, but, I mean, but she, if she wants to kill Sam, then she's not on our team. So that's a problem. Adrian Bailey says, hi, Roxy. As I was watching episode four today, the fight with Dora was the start of the downloads, down, download spiral, maybe downward spiral of John Walker. The death of... Lamar was the tipping point for Walker, which led to the murder and the, and the epic fight at beginning of episode five. Thanks. Thanks for the comment. Appreciate you. Yeah, Adrian, you rock. Let's see what else is going on in the stream labs. Ryan Payne says, cards on the table, Roxy. That thing with Isaiah broke me. I know. The moment he started talking about the struggles, I just started crying. I couldn't help but think of America's history to black people and deaths of young black men hit home hard. And all of the stories that we don't know, Ryan, and all the stories that have been buried because it didn't fit somebody's narrative and that the government didn't want out or the people didn't want out or the people in power or whatever. Like, I know, I think it, it hit hard because it's very close to home for you and for a lot of people. And, I, and I'm shocked that... Disney and Marvel went there, but they did. It was it was definitely the strongest part of this episode and one of the strongest parts of the series for sure. Christian Hardesty says, I think we can call him Mr. Walker now that he's retired with no rank, no benefits, etc. I like new old cap, old new cap. But yes, you're right. Jimmy Nails in the super chat says, as someone to whom the legacy of the shield is very important, that last episode was rough but I've always believed that the mantle of Cap is about being the best of us, and Sam is definitely that. Yeah, it is. It is. But he's allowed to be whoever he wants to be because he's a human freaking being. And even though, I think even though it was probably really hard to hear Isaiah say no self-respecting black man would take on the mantle, I think he's trying to change that and, you know, change it for the next generation because even though it's a tough decision for him, I think he's trying to help the future generations and what that looks like for them. So those are my thoughts. If you guys have any other thoughts on that, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, super chat in as we are getting out of here in the next couple of minutes because that was the fifth episode. I cannot wait to talk about the sixth episode because I know, I just really feel like they're going to stick the landing on this one. Robert Turner in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer says, episode five, a roller coaster ride from start to finish, but the bond and trust with Sam and Bucky, that is epic. I agree. It's really pulled us through this entire show. There's so many incredible parts of the show. Like I just talked about Isaiah being one of my favorite parts because that's definitely the one that pulls on my heartstrings the most. But the bond between Bucky and Sam is so strong and that back and forth and them having to do the fucking group therapy earlier on, but them really coming to understanding each other more in this episode. And the fact that both of they're like almost father figures, best friend, whatever you want to call Steve is gone. And now all they have left is each other and how that works. That's really working. The concept of their, of not everything being black and white, good and evil. And the, with, and if you feed the wrong fire, that things get worse. We see that in both the flag smashers and a new old cap where it's just like, there is good in there somewhere, but what we're seeing is just not the way that it should be going down. So yeah, I'm very interested in all of that. There's just awesome stuff this episode. And yeah, looking forward to next episode. So let me know how you guys are feeling. If you have thoughts afterwards, don't forget to leave a comment. Let me know what you thought of this episode. I tried to say thumbs up and like at the same time. So I said, like this video, which that makes sense to me. If it makes sense to you guys. 
and make sure you get five stars on Apple Podcasts. Much love to all of you guys. Thank you for watching this show with me and for talking about it every single week. We will be back on Sunday. I don't think I'm going to do an episode tomorrow, but maybe if I decide to, no, because we're shooting tomorrow. We have, uh, we're doing an IRL World Girl episode. We're doing a really cool one tomorrow. We'll be filming that all day. So I do not think I'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, because I'll be shooting that. So I will be back on Sunday for you guys. Live the Roxy and Sunday night. We will be live with the World Girls. Ghost says I should copyright Thike. Yeah, Thike this video. Thike it hard. And don't forget, it is National Horny Day. So send out those text messages. They could make all the difference. You just never know. Hopefully you've made your bet at this point. But if you haven't, go do it. Also, put down the toilet seat and lid every time you flush. You know about those flumes. Brett, Miles, Jonathan, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. Today could be the day. Don't trend with the Holocaust. Blow on the internet. All of that stuff. Don't bury the stories of our black heroes. Well, especially after uh, this episode, it feels like that's an important one to share. But that's always important to share. Much love to all of you guys. Stay safe. Stay sane. And I'll see you tomorrow. Nope. Sunday, live at the Roxy.